0: It's it's an honor to be here, um, and I couldn't have a better friend than Ron. He's, he's a better friend than I am, I'll tell you that, okay? I'll say that for sure. Well, I, first I wanted to say that um, what I witnessed was in, the, in that part was so profound to me. I don't think I've ever seen anything so glorious and beautiful. Um, it was truly one accord in which every diverse gifting, right, and calling, were synthesized together under the Holy Ghost to accomplish His will. That's one accord. It was love, it was pure love, and I don't know where stars, but she ripped, you ripped, uh, you ripped uh, the enemy's plan wide open. A massive, absolutely massive hole in His strategies happened. It just, boom. All right. And Tori, come here for one second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now I asked Tori the first day we were here. I said, Tori, what do you feel? Remember what he said? He said they feel like family. All right. I said, Well, what you're feeling is God's love. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're white, black. Feeling love, God's love. Okay? Now, unfortunately, Tori doesn't want to leave, so, and neither do I, so you have to pray us back. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. So, I was here last January, and uh, before I talked last January, the Lord gave me a. I, I said, Is there anything for. Walker Ministries that you want me to share. And he gave me two words. I don't know if you remember, up here we, we put up a word, bondage, above this monitor. And over on this monitor was liberty, right? And he said, I'm trying to take you from that to that. And then he gave me, uh, I don't know if you remember the three glasses. He said, show them three glasses with water. And the first one had a, a big clump of dirt in it. Right, he said, these are the known contaminants, the obvious contaminants, right. and then he gave me two glasses that were clean. They looked clean. The middle one had the unseen, the hidden contaminants, and then the one on the far left was fully refined, purified. But the last two looked the same, and it wasn't obvious, but there were still um, hidden things, dirty things that he wanted to, that he had to take out to get from from bondage to liberty. So I know what I'm bringing today is, is just the next step uh, of this talk. Um, he, he told me to speak on trans, uh, transformation into vessels for honor. So he's, trans, he's transforming us to be vessels for his honor. And the good thing is, yesterday he told me, hey, if you miss some stuff or whatever, Melvine and Rod will fill in the gaps. That's what the Holy Spirit told me. So I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Just deliver what your part is, John. That's what he said. Okay. All right. So let's take let's take a look at this. And Al is going to help me with a bunch of stuff. Your son has a, a lot of gifts, and so I'm going to leverage his gift here um, to read the scripture. Um, okay. So. The way the Lord gave it to me, the first, the first step in understanding what transformation is, you first have to understand this word reconciled. Okay, so he's saying we have to take a look at reconciled first. So Al, would you read uh, 2 Corinthians five, fourteen through 21?
1: Yes, sir. For the love of Christ controls and compels us, because we have concluded this, that one died for all therefore all died and he died for all so that all those who live would no longer live for themselves but for him who died and was raised for their sake so from now on we regard no one from a human point of view according to worldly standards and values though we have known christ from a human point of view now we no longer know him in this way therefore if anyone is in christ that is Grafted in, joined to him by faith, in him as savior. He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example, we might bring others to him. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That is restoration to favor with God. So we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making his appeal through us, we, as Christ's representatives, plead with you on behalf of Christ mm-hmm. to be reconciled to God. He made Christ who knew no sin to judicially be sin on our behalf mm-hmm. so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. That is, we would be made acceptable to him and placed mm-hmm. in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Now, the, this thing is settled in heaven. It's a legal, it's a just legal thing that has taken place. Okay, that's what you need to understand. This thing is settled. It's finished. He already, the father already agreed to the deal with the son. He did. It's done. Okay? And if you want to be reconciled, you first have to understand that it's done. So if you went into court and you saw him and said, it's finished. It's like an accounting ledger, this word, if you're an, any accountants in here. It's, it's, a, it's a balance on one side, and it's a, an equal balance on the other side yeah. that cancels it out. That's what the, the term is in the Greek. Okay, so the word is kataloso, which means to change mutually. Okay, the root word is it's a, it's a mutual change. This for that. It comes from two Greek words. Kata, the first one, is a preposition denoting motion or diffusion or direction from a higher class or status to a lower class or status. So you see this higher class or status, right? Transitions to a lower class of status, and vice versa. That's what that's what the first part of the word means. Okay. The second the second part of the word, aloso, means to change, causing one thing to cease and another to take its place. Sin to cease, and righteousness to take its place. That's isn't that what they said? Yeah. He became sin who knew no sin so we could become. It's, it's a legal exchange that's validated in the courts of heaven. Amen. I accept it. The Father says, I, I accept it. It's reasonable. We cut a deal. It's done. It's good for me. That's what he's saying. Okay? That's what he's saying. All right. The word also means an exchange, as in coins of equivalent value. Um, I always said, if these were really of equal value, how could they be? It's like a, I was thinking it was like me blowing my nose in a tissue and giving it to God, and he gives me a pile of gold coins or something, right? <laughs> but in the court of heaven, the Father said, this is sufficient. This is equal value. It works. Okay. Okay. It also means a restoration to divine favor. So he's taking someone who is far off and he's pulling them back. Now you are favorable in the Lord's sight. Amen. <laughs> all of us. He's just saying, I'm, re- I'm, I'm putting you back in a position in which I can favor you. Because I cut a deal with Jesus and, and all the promises are yes and amen in him. And so just... I'm alongside Jesus, and you will receive everything I promised him. Right? Okay. All right, so Al, would you read the next, Second uh, um, Peter 1, 4 through 10.
1: For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising your faith to develop moral excellence, and in moral excellence, knowledge, insight, understanding, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, steadfastness, and in your steadfastness, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly affection. And in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Mm. That is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, closing his spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin.
0: See, that's why he said, I've given you the ministry of reconciliation, right? So once you understand what he's offered us and you really get it in your heart, because this isn't accomplished by muscle. It it is, it can't be, because that would be works. He's not saying it's not muscle just you know, you're an accountant, right? Or what, you know accounting? Just say, look at the ledger and agree with it. Wow. I mean, you can't, you can't, you just have to agree with it, okay? And I'm t- I give you all the root words, so Paul's trying to say, this is, this is the deal. You want to take, you want to take the deal? Door one, two, three, which one do you want? I mean, I want door one, I want that one, okay? So it's a mutual agreement that the father worked out. Okay, but we, have, so how do we participate, right? We have to agree with that, yeah. that judgment and take him upon it and stay in that place and align with that because that is truth. Oh, man. So, what the Lord gave me during this thing, how do we, how do we stay in this balance, right? Okay, so this is in First John. First um, John 1. Uh, one, six, and seven. So if we say we are partakers together and enjoy this fellowship with him when we live and move and are walking in darkness, we are both speaking falsely and we do not live and practice the truth, which is, which the gospel presents. This is truth. He took my sin and I get his righteousness and his holiness and his nature. He, took, he takes my nature and I take his, and then I am supposed to be a vessel that can carry that nature to others, right? To set them free. Like Star went through, and she was breaking, she was breaking bondage. And Cindy, with your flags, I could see angel. You're mimicking angelic hosts moving <laughs> like this. Okay, so you're. It's breaking because you're you're yielded. Just you say, I'm just here. To help create an atmosphere, yeah. right? In which deliverance and freedom and yeah. all that stuff we want over there happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Oh, next verse. But if we are really living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light and where he gave us that light, in him was life, the divine nature, and that life is the light of man. Darkness cannot overtake that light for it. It can't even comprehend it, right? That's what it says in First John, or in John. Um, so it says if we really are living and walking in that light, as He is Himself is in the light, we have true, unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us, removes us from all sin, guilt, and guilt, and keeps us cleansed from sin in every form and manifestation. So I think we have a hard time going well. Like I'm in I was in here and as the the presence of the Lord kept increasing, he was showing me issues in here. Oh my gosh. I'm like, how could I be thinking about that? Right? How could I possibly be thinking about that? But what well, you know what the Holy Spirit's saying? That's not of me. That's not of me. That's not of me. That's not of me. Okay? And all I had to do, you know what he's saying here? Don't don't freak out about that. That's the process of me saying, Father. Take that from me. And you know what? Boom. Yeah. Takes it from me. He says, he says that we have a high priest who is sympathetic, empathetic, who, who has said he bore all sin. So he says, so if I were to come and talk to you and say, Melvin, I'm struggling with this today. And you were Jesus, you would say, I know that struggle. Okay, but you know what? We can get rid of that. It's real easy it's right there oh my God. just enforce it, but you gotta you gotta let it out and let it go, uh, so I'll identify it, the Holy Spirit's gonna identify it then you do this he just said, hey, I wanna stay in light just, you reveal this in my heart, please take that and he says, there's no record of it, it's gone, it's in the sea of forgetfulness, wherever that is I don't see it on the map it's gone so there's a process of constantly cleansing the heart, which is his home. It's not hard. It really isn't. And there's nothing to be ashamed of because we always have impure things trying to, to take bondage, create bondage. It's just a normal thing. Its job is to conflict us and create bondage. And it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I mean, it's not that big a deal. So don't, you know, <laughs> comes every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And says, if we confess it, it keeps it from manifesting. So why would you not want to confess it? Right? Because he says, he, the, I think the root word in there says he became the sin nature, the, the very thing that would lead to sin. He didn't become the act of sin. He became the, the nature that leads to sin. And he's our intercessor. Right? Like Fia, I'd say, hey, Fia, hi Need some help today? And he's like, "Okay, I'll plead. I'll plead with the Father, like I always do, on your behalf for your purification and your freedom." All right. Okay. All right. So, I only see one thing in Scripture that the Lord wants us to be perfect in, to be made perfect in. I only see one thing that He's asking for perfection in. Al, this is it.
1: This is uh, 1 John 4, (laughs) 17-12. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not, and never did know Him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. By this, the love of God was displayed in us, in that God sent his one and only begotten Son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation. That is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. But if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us and his love, the love that is his essence, abides in us and is completed and perfected in us.
0: Amen. Amen. <laughs> so he wants to, us to be perfected in understanding how much he loves us. That's what turned my heart from growing up a Catholic. I understood, finally, that he loved me the way I was. He would work with me and make me into who he wanted me to become, and he would do it as a loving father. Amen. That turned my heart and then I were, I'm responding to a lover who is unconditional and sees me different than I see myself. Okay? That turned my heart, so I respond to him. And then I remember one time I was struggling with an issue with someone who had wronged me. I called Pastor Rod. Rod's like, you can forgive him. <laughs> you know? You normal. can. So, I'm like... What are you talking about? <laughs> you have any idea what this person did to me? I was like, you have the ability, you can forgive him, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I was getting mad at Rod. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what he told me? He says because of what's in you, because it, it's God's nature in you that will actually release them, wow. not your flesh, because right. I, my flesh feels wronged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says you have to allow that nature to do the forgiveness, Jesus. because it, that's the only way I can. You know, that's the only way I can really do it. Um, and so, once you gave me that, Rod, I said, okay, I've just, I just have to yield to that and realize that that's the highest authority, and then I'm not going to be in torment anymore, as the scripture says. So, <laughs> so, I can choose torment or freedom, so, I think I'll go with Rod's, Rod's plan. Jesus, God's plan, but, um, amen. Amen. Okay, now this, this, is the, this is the core message. Now when I was, I was coming back from uh, a trip in Albuquerque and driving back, I was listening to Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I swear to you, the Holy Ghost came in the car and he says, that is my one and only will for my people. Complete spiritual maturity and transformation. That is my will. OK? <laughs> so, so I told Rod, this was, this was in October, and I told Rod, I said, I have the message that I'm supposed to give. It just wasn't, I guess, the right time until now. But now I know why, you know? Okay, but that's what he said is my will. So how uh, will you read that? Please.
1: <laughs> Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you.
0: Amen. Amen. So in light of this, our reasonable response to love is to just yield. Right? If if you're going to take the deal... I mean, you can't, once I sign the paperwork, I can't go back and question the judgments and say, "Well, I'm going to fight this, uh, this settlement." You know? You just yield and let him work through like I saw in all you guys that were, are doing your roles, from security to worship to teaching to <laughs> dance to right. OK. So in light of that, the word transform is metamorphous, in there. May you be transformed, OK? And that, that word in, uh, in, the, in the Greek is metamorphou, which you see here. It's a distinct change through progressive steps from one form to another form. And he's saying it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual maturity. I'm just using an example of this to see the radical change that took place. But there were key steps that This uh, birth is an event, right? Transformation is a process. Okay, so I got born again, but I wasn't transformed into His likeness and image. Okay, so that's that's what He's saying. Be transformed, that so you will prove what My will is. You'll be proof that this. I want you free. Transformed is complete liberty. It's no bondage. Trans complete transformed is complete freedom. Go fly, yeah. <laughs> just fly around. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, in English, it means to change in form, appearance, structure, metamorphosis; to change in condition, nature, character; to convert; to change into another substance to transmute. That's what that word means. Okay, Al, will you read uh, Matthew 17:1 through 3? Yes.
1: Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And his appearance changed dramatically in their presence. Metamorphosis. And his face shone with heavenly glory, clear and bright like the sun. And his clothing became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with Jesus.
0: Okay, so that's the same word that he says you renew your mind, transform your mind. It's the same thing. Jesus' um, divine nature dominated, and he stepped out of time. And all you see people from the past that come into time, and the disciples could see him. Hey! That's Moses. Do you understand? I mean his this is what he means. You you're not in the world. Um you're not of the world, but you're in it. Okay? This is what he's saying. He wants you to be in that state. Right? Okay? It's the same word. It's the exact same word. So he's saying his raiment became white and alt he was outside of time. Because all these, he could see all these things, and the Lord said, this is my son, who I'm well pleased, right? Identified who they were encountering, and we're, like we were talking about Friday night, you're a, you know, I, I scan your spirit, and it says, daughter of God, you know, daughter of God, right? You're one with Christ, and you can transform. I, I've experienced it in worship. I go from one state to another state, and I hit, I hit some zone of, of absolute peace, Okay? I have the mind of of Christ at that point, right? I've I've been completely transfigured. Everything has changed. That's what he says. That's my will. Now, if I'm an artist, then take my will, transformation, and go do art, okay? It's not that tough. Well, I don't know if it's my will to go do this drawing, you know? Well, that might not be his path for me or his plan for me, but his will is that. I'd be in the earth, transformed, free, liberated, to, you know, to do whatever He's gifted me to do. All right, so you remember in John ten nine, right? He says, "I'm the door. It's locked. <laughs> Anyone who enters through me will be saved. He will come in and freely go out, and he will find." Pasture, covenant. And so we're Lodabar, right? That's there. So remember when he went, I think it was Jonathan and, and David had had an agreement that uh, he would take care of the family and the lineage, right? But they said, you know, when they found the crippled, boy, he was far off without covenant, without any agreement to care for him. I, that's the same word that's used there. Come in and out of me and you'll find covenant. You'll find You'll be restored to favor. I made a promise to your father, to your family, that I would care for you. Okay, so he's just saying I go, I can go through Christ. That's the only way I can go through. It says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have my nature, and an abundance of it. And it says the good shepherd lays down his suke, his will, so that I can have his divine nature. Okay, so. Uh Al, would you read 2 Corinthians 3, 16, yes. and 17?
1: But whenever a person turns in repentance and faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Mm-hmm. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, mm-hmm. true freedom. <laughs> and we all with unveiled face continually seeing, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image metamorphosis. from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit.
0: Amen. That's the same word. <laughs> it's transformation. It's metamorphosis. This is his image. This, this line is love. It's being perfected in love because God is love. But the which is a hard process because for me, it says, remember he says that, John, I baptize for the remission of sins, but there's one coming after me whose shoes, sandals I cannot wear because of his power, but he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and refinement and fire. So he'll equip you with his power, he'll equip you with his love, he'll equip you with his gifts, but he's going he's gonna to refine you into the very image and likeness of love, which is God, Right? All
1: right.
0: We're almost done here. <laughs> a couple more minutes. All right. Now, Al, would you read 2 Timothy 2, um, 20, just, the first, just t- verse 20. Verse 20. Yeah.
1: Now, in a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware, and some for honorable, noble, good use, and some for dishonorable, ignoble, common.
0: Would you read that again and substitute um, now in a large house with now in the body of Christ? I sure will.
1: Now in the body of Christ, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble, good use, and some for dishonorable, ignoble, common.
0: Could you read the next verse, please?
1: Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, Mm. sanctified, set apart for a special purpose, and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Amen.
0: Amen. (laughs) So why would you not purge yourself of stuff on a regular basis? You know, he'll use you to set people free like you guys did for Tori and I or for Tori to come in and not know any of you And he was worried about coming I don't know anybody right Tori yeah and then within a few minutes he's like they're my family Aww. that's what the unbeliever will feel too that's if you treat them well or so what he's saying with gold and silver you know when you re- it, it's refined by heat and pressure to get more and more purification in it, so you have different levels of it. That's what he's saying. But when fire comes, refinement comes to, to wood and to clay and all that, It it's of no use, right? So in the master's house, he's saying, he's saying, listen, I want you to be a cup that will hold water that's pure, and it's going to be made of gold or silver. It has to have been refined, tested, refined, purified to to be used for these... Things that the Father wants to use for so that you won't hurt people. So Amen. that you that you will actually accomplish the will that the Lord has. Okay, so that's what he's saying. He wants us to become transformed um, into vessels for his honor. So that's what you all been going through. i I've, I've you know, it's been a long road for me of nine or so years of pretty I would say pretty rough refinement. You know, where just deeper and deeper things he wants to purge out of me. But I know, you know, saying, trust me in this thing. I know what I'm doing in you. Yeah, and like I would said on Friday night, the, um, just the presence of God and the manifestation of God in our home and in situations is increasing. Yeah. So I know you, you, many of you have been terribly refined for God's good, goodness. But it's, it's for a purpose, okay? Because in the time right now, he, like we said, he's separating the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the tares, the, fu- the fakes from the real for, for this, because he is not going to pour out his spirit and, and have more shame come to his name. Okay? And so this is, this is what he says for us. I want you fully transformed. Amen, that's it. So <laughs> man.